You're listening to All About Agriculture with Rory Lewandowski, presented by OSU Extension in Wayne County, Ohio. Well, a very good morning and welcome to Behind the Scenes here on Worcester Radio. Our guest in studio today joining us is Rory Lewandowski, uh, a familiar voice to listeners here on Worcester Radio. He joins us several times a month to talk agricultural issues. And Rory, before we delve into today's topic, a very good morning. Welcome back. Thanks, Ron. Glad to be here. Our topic today is employee management on the dairy farm. And specifically, we'll be talking about some things that managers can do to help improve the effectiveness of their employees. So, Rory, why is employee management an important topic? And and does one need to be concerned if family members are the only labor force on the farm? You know, anytime you're talking about family and business being intertwined, it can be a tricky thing. Yeah. And uh, because it is tricky, uh, those, those family members, it's important uh, to cover this as well. Uh, handling, as you mentioned, some of those dynamics uh, are, are some of the issues there. But uh, obviously, in any agricultural enterprise, labor quality, that is, you know, how a job is performed, that's very important. Now, in a dairy operation, attention to detail is really extremely important, all the way from the birth of the calf uh, to raising heifers to how lactating cows get fed, you know, how dry cows are managed, and then uh, with those lactating cows, you know, how they're managed and handled in the milking parlor. So the challenge really becomes, how do I get that person? And again, whether that's a family member or a non-family employee, how do I get that person to really become invested in that specific job that they're doing so that they understand the importance of their job, they take pride in what they're doing, and then they strive to improve their performance. Those are really the big questions. Now, as dairy margins, uh, those profit margins become tighter and dairy prices still are not good at all, uh, many farms actually end up adding cows in production to try to generate minimum levels of income that they need to stay in business. So ironically then, as those cow numbers increase, uh, so do labor needs, and then as a result, Uh, Many of our dairy farm owners may find themselves in a position where they're actually now managing employees. Employee management, uh, obviously, is a skill set that's quite different from the skill set required to milk cows. How do dairy farmers make that transition from doing a particular job themselves to then having to manage an employee who's now doing that job? You know, some common practices maybe that can help managers develop effective employees because it's it's not as simple as it might seem to an outsider. Right. Uh, really, you know, it's it's about kind of relinquishing uh, something that maybe you really enjoyed doing and, and now moving into a uh, kind of a, a different phase. So that transition from uh, doing that job yourself from a labor to a management role, it, it is, as you mentioned, it's about developing new skills, uh, new skill sets. Uh, Those new skills, uh, just like anything else, have to be developed by practice, uh, by training, and and often uh, really a change in mindset. Now, I recently read several articles on employee management. Some were dairy-related, others were not, but all of them had some really good ideas, I think, regarding how to work with and manage employees more effectively. Uh, My summary of, of those articles includes four common practices. One, develop good job descriptions. Two, provide effective training programs. Three, improve morale. And four, address productivity issues promptly. Uh, Let's look, Rory, at at each of those four management practices separately in a little more detail, beginning with job descriptions. Talk about why a job description is important, and then 
you know, what that job description should contain. Sure. And again, on a farm, we, we mentioned there's a lot of different uh, jobs that have to be done. So, you know, you, first of all, you're looking at what specifically do you want that employee to do. So a good job description really helps to clarify what's involved in the job. It provides an idea of the expectations for that job. Uh, let's say, for example, you want someone to milk cows. Now, to you, it might seem simple to you. You know, milk the cows. What more do I need to say? Uh, but you know, start thinking about this and thinking through what you do as you milk those cows. Uh, do you have a parlor routine that needs to be followed uh, when those cows are being milked? Do you want that employee to report any milk abnormalities that they might spot? Or what if they see a sick or injured cow? Is that part of milking and do they report that? Uh, how should they communicate any of those kinds of, of things that they're seeing? Now, is parlor cleanup included with milking? Uh, you know, we could go on and on. The, the point here is that what is obvious to you may not be to that employee. So spend some time analyzing all the steps that are involved in the task. The job description, again, begins with a job title that is specific and provides an idea of the expectations required of that employee. And again, that can be whether that's family or non-family. Now next, define the knowledge level. Uh, you know, what kind of experience are you looking for? Uh, do they need a certain degree or certificate or training, something like that? What is their skill set needed? Uh, is it something that can be measured or, or demonstrated? And what kind of abilities do you want them to have? And that could be, you know, are they a team player? Are they a self-starter? Uh, are they good communicators? Some of those types of things as well. What, all those kinds of things, well, what is needed uh, specifically for this job? The next practice to help develop effective employees is to provide training programs. Does that go back to the job description and skills required for a job? And are there some characteristics that maybe can make training be more effective? Right. So certainly uh, they, are, they are related and, and there's uh, certainly links between all these, these different steps. There was an article in the Harvard Business Review entitled, How to Teach Employees Skills They Don't Know They Lack. And within that article, it, it referenced some data that said that employees are unconsciously incompetent in typically 20 to 40 percent of areas critical to their performance. So uh, they don't even, in other words, they don't really even know uh, what they don't know or critical skills that they should have. Uh, they're not aware that they should be uh, up to speed in a certain area. So managers then need to provide and design training programs that will engage employees uh, and really empower them to admit when they don't know something. Uh, so as they're doing a task, they might even actually be doing it right, but they don't understand why they're doing it right or, or you know, how this is happening. So they have to be able to admit what they don't know. Now, again, they could be doing the job adequately, but maybe they feel unsure of what they're doing or you know, why they're doing certain things. So even explaining the why is important. Managers then need to recognize differences in skill levels and competencies between employees and provide training that allows the employee to understand the skills required and then feel confident about performing the required task. So managers should strive to build a culture of continuous improvement. You know, and, and part of that continuous improvement are people feeling good about what they're doing and understanding what they're doing. So part of that is also tracking errors and mistakes and then openly discussing those, those errors and mistakes. You know, why did this happen? Uh, oftentimes, it's not intentional, but it might be a result of, of a lack of knowledge or a lack of a skill set. So again, identifying and providing training to address mistakes and errors is really a, a better solution than blaming the employee, um, you know, maybe just yelling at them or seeking some form of punishment. We want to be able to empower them to do a better job.
Our guest in studio here on Behind the Scenes again, Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County, talking with us this morning about employee management and and some keys or ways to to make sure that you're you're doing an adequate or better job of it. Employee morale, another area, Rory, that receives attention from good managers. Talk about why morale is important. And again, what are some of the things that can be done to improve employee morale? Well, it's important because uh, employee morale is really highly correlated with retention rate. Uh, So if you're hiring uh, folks, uh, you want to see them stay there. Uh, You're investing training and time in them. You want to make sure that they're going to stick with you. Good managers have a high employee retention rate. So if your farmers experience a high employee turnover rate, it might be time to take a look in the mirror. People often leave a job because of bad management. Now, good managers build employee morale, and they keep workers happy. In an article entitled Six Things That Kill Morale, author Travis Bradbury lists the following as practices that create job satisfaction and then lead to high employee turnover. Uh, The first is overworking people. So take a look at, you know, the amount of hours that you're requiring. Holding people back. Again, good managers provide employees with opportunities for advancements and ways to improve or expand their skill set or maybe move into a different job area that they would enjoy on the farm. Playing the blame game. Uh, That's a good way to, again, uh, bring morale down. So good managers don't publicly shame or place blame on an employee. The better strategy is really to create a team atmosphere where you can discuss mistakes uh, and focus on solutions. Frequent threats of firing, not a good idea. This makes people feel like they're disposable, and really it depends upon fear as a motivation to get them to work better. That's not a good environment. Uh, it oftentimes make it, makes an employee feel like they're not valued and they're, they're not part of a team. Uh, another thing not to do, uh, not letting people pursue their passions. Again, good managers are open to allowing employees to grow, expand their focus and interest. They might have been brought in at one area, but as they get to know your farm, they're developing other interests, and they'd like to work maybe someplace else or maybe in a different job, or they want it more responsibility. Productivity increases uh, when you recognize that. And then withholding praise. Good managers, again, are are looking for opportunities to recognize employees for a job well done and for ways of rewarding that employee rather than only talking to them when they're doing something wrong. Finally, Rory, the the last practice we're going to talk about today involves addressing productivity issues promptly. This could include things like an employee simply making too many mistakes or just overall low productivity for whatever reason. How do you go about managing these and then addressing these issues? Right. Um, Bob Milligan, who is a consultant with Dairy Strategies in his June 2018 newsletter, says that uh, in that situation, you really have three options as a manager. You can do nothing. You can investigate to see why it's happening or just jump to a conclusion and blame the employee. Uh, Bob is going to make the case for it. Uh, investigating that performance issue sooner than later. And again, when you notice it, you want to get onto this as soon as possible so that things don't fester. Uh, if they're doing errors, those don't become ingrained habits. You want to address this as quick as possible. Now, a normal reaction really might be to blame the employee, uh, but even if that blame might be well-founded, that's not going to solve the problem. Uh, yeah, it might be the employee's fault, but why are they doing that? Is it, again, because they don't have the skill set or the training. So, Uh, Investigating the reason for poor employee performance 
requires some non-threatening communication with the employee. Uh, some of those communication keys are to ask questions, uh, practice active listening. The goal is really to create an environment where that employee can see that the manager wants to solve the problem and help them become a more proficient and effective employee. Finally, Rory, how can someone get more information about today's topic? Yeah, we've covered a lot of different things. They can contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. I'll be glad to send them the information that I've used uh, and quoted in today's program. Uh, we also are going to post these uh, programs on our website so you can listen to that again. Uh, once again, thanks to courtesy of WQKT. Once again, our guest in studio today, Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office. Here in Wayne County, Rory, thanks as always. Look forward to seeing you next time around. Okay, Ron, thank you.